This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, and as usual with me this fine Sunday morning, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good How morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Uh, it's We're almost the middle of June and we're still playing hockey. And uh, I've been on records numerous amount of time saying somehow they got to get this hockey over by the end of May. Hockey should not be played in the month of June. But I seem to be a lone voice in the wilderness, and certainly last night uh, the Blackhawks, who may be, the Chicago Blackhawks may be one of hockey history's most resilient hockey teams. There's just no way to beat these guys. They, when, when it comes down to the crunch, they always seem to find a way to win, and they certainly found a way to win last night. Yeah, uh, they won two one. They play. They can play you in a in a uh, low scoring game, and they can play you in a high scoring game. They're a very talented team, and uh, with two guys like Kane and Taves playing on the team, you can go pretty far with uh, quality players like that. Although those two guys really uh, haven't done a lot on the scoring on the scoring page, but uh, Chicago's a great team. Chicago's going to win the cup on Monday night, I think. Well, certainly. Uh I was going to call him Billy Bishop. No, that's I guess that's not that's not Billy Bishop. That's uh, a name from Canada's history. I guess this is a Ben Bishop. Uh, ben Bishop. Ben Bishop uh, certainly did his best last night to make things easier for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, uh, I guess in the first period there, uh, he certainly uh, decided to do something that gave his coach probably nightmares and if, if Tampa doesn't come back in this series I, I'm sure Cooper's gonna he's gonna he's gonna see that play uh, rolling over in his mind for the for the longest time of course what I'm referring to is when uh, Bishop decided he was going to skate out of his net and play the puck and uh, unfortunately for Tampa he ran into Victor Hedman and uh, I guess it was Patrick Sharp. The guy is almost as big as he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, they got tangled up, as uh, Danny Gallivan used to say, and uh, got tangled up, knocked each other over, and uh, the beneficiary of that was Patrick Sharp, and scored one of the easiest goals you can uh, in a series where it's been exceedingly difficult to put the, put the biscuit in the basket. Uh, uh, Sharp certainly uh, had no problems putting that one in. I find the series, we talked about this earlier, but I find the series really boring. Like, uh, um, I don't find the, the tempo upbeat at all in this series. And it's just, do you find that well? Um, I, I mean, I was on, uh, we had this conversation with uh, Lou Franceschetti uh, during the first and second round. Normally in, you know, normally in the, in the NHL playoffs, the first round is the really exciting one. That's when all the upsets happen. That's when they're, you know, they're going crazy, knocking each other silly and, uh, by the time they get to the Stanley Cup final, a lot of these teams are beaten up, and uh, you know they're playing their systems, and 
You know, the, you know, it's. Uh, I can't say I'm tremendously excited by it. Um, I mean, uh, I, I, I mean, I fancy myself a hockey purist, as you do yourself, Naz, as well. Um, I guess a purist would look at this uh, hockey and say it's it's mistake free generally, other than uh, yeah. other than the first goal last night. Uh, it's being played at an exceedingly high technical level. I mean, I'll give the you know I'll give the teams credit for that. I mean, the coaching. I would say Quenville between Quenville and and is uh, John Cooper, right? That's right. Um, the coaching's got to be exceptional. I mean, these teams are playing almost to a certain extent mistake-free hockey and just waiting for a break. And it, you know, they they've looked at the stats on this series, and you know, um, every, every every game seems to be a one-goal game. Um, the shots on goal are almost equivalent. There's nothing much that separates these teams other than one break at some point in a game. So do I find it exceedingly exciting? No, I don't. Uh, it, it's not the the most exciting hockey to watch. Um, mind you, you know, we've got, uh, you know, game six in the Madhouse on Madison on Monday night. Um I think that I think they're going to be going wild uh, Monday night. Could be could be Stamkos' last game as a Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, we're we're going down the Stamkos route, are game we? Game six, they're out. Yeah, could be his last game as a Lightning. But I certainly want to come back to Stamkos. But just just follow up on your point. No, I guess no. I don't. I haven't find I haven't found uh, this particular playoff run that compelling. Although these teams' hockey is played at such a high technical level nowadays. Um, that you know the, the the days of free. I mean, the coaches will not just not allow them to play freewheeling hockey, which is a type of hockey we find exciting. You're not gonna you're not gonna find that when you've got the two best, literally the two best teams in hockey left playing. So that's what we're gonna see. A, a goal decided, a game decided by a goal at 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 the oddest moment. And you know, watch I watched the game last night. Antoine Vermette, you know, Chris Versteeg takes a run up. Uh, Run up the run up the side. Yeah, that was a great rush by Versteeg. Yeah, yeah, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> former, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, Fifty-two games. You know, I look on look on the ice. I see Anton Strawman, a former Toronto Maple Leaf. He couldn't sir. make the Leafs. Couldn't make the Leafs. He's uh, find Tampa that, Bay's second best defense. Find find that one hard to believe. Uh, why couldn't he make the Leafs? Uh, Ron Wilson decided that uh, he didn't want him back on defense. Or is that uh, is that just uh, sometimes you need defensemen need time to develop? But. Uh, Certainly, the strawman who's been playing played for the Rangers last year and playing for the Tampa Bay uh, Bolts this year. Uh, Got to be quite honest with you. Watching him play for the Toronto Maple Leafs doesn't look like the same player. Doesn't look like the same player at all. Do any of them? No, none of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess uh, when 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 they leave uh, when they leave uh, Bay Street, they seem to find their legs. Somewhere else, but certainly we've got uh, we've got a new system in place and a new sheriff in town. So hopefully we can uh, we can take some of the talent that oh, may and be and here the, and develop it and for the, once. And the sheriff has decided not to hire a GM until after the draft. Oh, how interesting! Uh, your thoughts on that? I just I found that uh, I, I don't. You would have thought that they would have wanted to put a GM in place. Early on, it obviously you know between uh, Shanahan and his brain trust, uh, they don't feel a compelling need either a uh, uh, compelling need to have a GM in place at this time, and that and that's, I mean that's uh, that's their decision. Um, are we going? I mean, there has been some discussion whether we're going to have a GM at all, or whether we need to even go beyond what's in place right now, which is Hunter and Dubas and Shanahan. 
you're going to bring somebody else in. How is, how is a GM going to fit into this mold? Well, Hunter and uh, Dubas are not GMs. Uh, I don't think Hunter uh, has – I shouldn't say he doesn't have the capability, but uh, he, I, I, heard, I heard that he doesn't want the job as a GM. So they're going to have to bring somebody in between. Similarly to uh, Dave Nonis was that guy last year, and all the teams seem to be going this direction, having somebody in between. So that's where I see it. Well, and it, it's, it, if they wanted to hire a guy, they would have signed him by now. So it's a guy that's you would out think there. So. There's a guy that's out there that's with a team that needs. Mike Fuda. I didn't say Mike Fuda. But <laughs> I said Mike Fuda. Uh, uh, not that we, not that we know there. that he's coming to Toronto. No, we, we don't, don't know, know that. But they certainly sh- they should, he sh- certainly should be in the mix. No yeah. question in my mind. I think he is. I hope he is. Certainly one of the brightest hockey minds around. The architect together with Dean Lombardi of the L.A. Kings. Anyways, uh, we've got to go to break. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to be talking with John Steinbretter. John Steinbretter uh, was with us on Master Sunday and uh, is one of the world's great golf writers. You can find him on Global Golf Post on masters.com. And certainly next Sunday is the U.S. Open Golf, one of the highlights in the golf calendar. We'll be right back after the break with John Steinbretter. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. <clears throat> pound three six three six. No. Pound three six three six. No. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. Ooh, ooh. Come on, baby, pound three six three six. <laughs> Let's go ring to it. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound three six three six. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North deck systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. 
Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're live on 740 AM radio. We're pleased to have with us at this time John Steinbretter. John Steinbretter is a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, an acclaimed golf writer. You can find him on globalgolfpost.com. He's, of course, a feature writer for masters.com. And interestingly enough, John is also a co-author of Hockey for Dummies with John Davidson. Good morning, John, and welcome back. Good morning. It's always good to be with you guys. Thanks so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. Uh, Of course, we're now heading into U.S. Open Golf Week, and uh, everything starts heating up, I guess, starting tomorrow, leading up to the... To the tee-off on uh, Thursday morning and the final next uh, next uh, Sunday morning, Father's Day. So uh, the USGA, in its infinite wisdom, has decided to take the, the uh, Open uh, somewhere a little bit different this year. A uh, course that's just south of Seattle, Washington, called Chambers Bay. Uh, going to have a completely different look from most U.S. Opens. Uh, uh, it's uh, reputedly a Lynx-style course, uh, sort of a British Open feel. John, uh, your thoughts on, on Chambers Bay as a course and uh, taking the Open there? Well, you've talked about we're starting to, you know, things are starting to heat up for the Open. Actually, they've been pretty heated in the last couple of weeks, and most of that heat being directed at the USGA by a bunch of the players, several of whom haven't seen the course yet, of course, but being professional athletes and golfers, uh, uh, they wouldn't be doing their jobs if they were, weren't whining about something <laughs> they had no control over. But, uh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, it really is going to, it's kind of got to be sort of a wait and see thing. It is a new golf course. It was um, built by, you know, uh, Robert uh, Trent Jones Jr. Um, you know, it didn't open until I think it was 2007 when it first opened. It hosted the 2010 U.S. Amateur that Peter Uline won, and, and nobody complained about it then. Um, again, the amateurs are quite a bit different from, than the pros in terms of when they like to complain. So, um, you know, it, it remains to be seen, but I have a lot of confidence in Mike Davis. I know him well. I have the utmost respect for him. Um, I think he knows what he's doing. I think it's going to be a, an interesting test of golf. It's going to be a different sort of a golf course for him. It's not, not a course that they're familiar with at all, hence they're crying. And um, I think it'll work out just fine, but... 
The only thing that's going to really hurt it, and I think they have to be careful for, is wind. It's just how hard it blows, because it is a link-style course. It does have a lot of complications to it, and if it really howls out there, that could uh, that could be kind of difficult. But um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a different look, and it'll be interesting to see the Open played on a different style of course. We had that a little bit last year with Piners number two, a little bit of a different deal, and it really worked out well. And and uh, we'll see how it turns out. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, of course, Chambers Bay is a municipal golf course, so anybody can play it. And the USGA mm-hmm. is uh, certainly taking the approach uh, in the last 15 years or so to try and take the open to places where the average uh, where the average golfer can actually can actually play the course. Of course, they've gone to Beth Plage Black and to Torrey Pines, and now they're going to Chambers Bay. Um, Ian Poulter is uh, one of the most opinionated guys in uh, in on the tour, and uh, he he he, t- he t- tweeted uh, way back in uh, a few months ago that uh, he he's concerned that the Open might be a farce because of this course. Uh, and Ryan Palmer says that uh, doesn't think it's a championship course. Are those fair comments at all, John? I think you're on record as saying Mike Davis is one of the brightest minds in golf. Why would why would these guys go on the record saying? something like that before they've even played it. Well, I'll give Ryan uh, Palmer a little bit of credit because at least he's actually played the golf course. He made his comments after playing it. You know, Poulter's never been there before, and he was re- reporting on he, he what he'd heard from other tour players. Um, you know, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson have both been there, and they both said it was fine, and they both liked it. And, you know, that neither one of them had a complaint. They're there doing the preparation work. So... You know, these guys, I mean, this is one thing that Pete Dye, you know, loves to do with the professional athletes is really screw with their minds. And I think, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Jones is doing the same thing here where he's just, you know, Bob is just uh, delighted that this is uh, is making these guys complain and think a lot. And they're letting it get into their heads because it is a little bit of a different, you know, it's a little bit of a different animal and it's nothing they've seen before. And it's got the link style elements to it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to play firm and fast. And there are a lot of different teeing areas for different holes. And, you know, the first hole, for example, is going to play as a par 5 one day and a par 4 the next day. So there are little quirky things like that that are just, uh, I think, naturally making them crazy because they're so used to playing, you know, the same courses year after year. And, you know, they take uh, great comfort in, you know, getting on a golf course that they know really well. And when they don't know it that well, it makes it uncomfortable, which, um, you know, uh, Bob, Bob Jones and Pete Dye love that, and the players don't. John, uh, Tiger Woods keeps coming up in discussions every week for me. Where is he going, and where is his game going? Uh, it, uh, what's your opinion on that? I mean, that's a $6 you know, million dollar <laughs> question. I, I have no idea in a really learned way. I just know from observing that you know, the guy seems um, you know, wholly a mess right now, as opposed to certainly what he was, and um, it's just unfathomable to think of how good he was uh, for a stretch in his life, the likes of which we'd never seen before, and how bad he's gotten since then. I mean, he still has the ability of putting together, you know, good rounds. But I mean, my goodness, at a, you know, what did he shoot? Eighty-five, maybe, you know, the other day at a, you know, out at a, you know, the Memorial at a golf course he knows very, very well, likes a lot, and has won the tournament out there four or five times. I mean. It's staggering to think about how far he's fallen, and I've got to believe that his, um, you know, and I'm not smart enough to analyze swings and tell you what's wrong with his swing and why, you know, what he's doing now is 
not working, but I, I got to think mentally he is totally uncomfortable out there, totally unsure of himself. And as you know, when you don't play with confidence, I mean, he was so confident for so long that that alone was worth three or four shots around for him. The, the, the depth and, and, and greatness of his confidence, that's gone. I mean, the guy, I'm sure, stands over chips and drives. I mean, he hasn't hit a fairway in years. Um, well, the tee, it seems, and his, you know, remember how he used to make yeah. every putt, and he, yeah. he doesn't make doesn't make them anymore. He can't chip now. Yeah, uh, we're talking to John Steinbretter, a uh, feature golf writer at uh, globalgolfpost.com and, and also at masters.com and an acclaimed golf writer. I'm... You know, we, we talked a little bit about Tiger on the show last week, John, and, uh, you know, almost, almost, I mean, they made the comment, I think he's in Ian Baker Finch territory. Uh, you know, when Seve lost it as well, he could never get it back. I mean, it's, it's almost unheard of for a, golf, for a professional golfer to shoot 85 in normal conditions, or, and he shot an 82 in, 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 I think it was in the Phoenix, uh, down in, down in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and which is not the, not the toughest course on tour. And I, I've played Muirfield. I mean, they set it up tough for the Memorial, but 85? Um, I have, I have my doubts. I have my doubts whether, uh, whether he's coming back, John. Uh, but, you know, we wish him all the best. Uh, I share your, I share your doubts. I, you know, I could see him catching lightning in a bottle at Augusta one year, perhaps, you know, but again, um, you know when he when he comes down the stretch and his swing was so solid before that's what you know held him up his putting stroke his swing I mean you know those things held up under pressure so well because they were so mechanically and technically good in addition to his being awfully strong but right now he's mentally not very strong I don't think and as evidenced by his play I'm sure he's utterly lacking confidence and his swing's a mess I mean clearly it's it's not, and again, I'm not saying this from an analytical standpoint that I've examined it, and this is what's wrong here and there, but clearly by the way he's playing, it's not in good shape. So you're right. I, how you see this person, I mean, what, what were we talking about at the memorial? He made the cut, and that was a big deal. I mean, this is Tiger. They had to, play the last, had to play the last day by himself. That must have been, I don't know. <laughs> if he wasn't embarrassed about it, I was embarrassed for him. Anyways, we're, we're, the U.S. Open's coming up uh, this week, and, I'm, and interestingly enough, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Fox Sports is taking over the Open uh, for the first time. Uh, and I'm sure the one thing that we're going to hear all week long uh, for the golf aficionados and the golf purists, it means something, and I forgive, uh, please, my listeners, please forgive me, I'm going to get into this territory. But the commentators are going to be repeating over and over that they're playing on a specific type of grass, fine fescue. Mm-hmm. And, and most North Americans, certainly in the north side of North America, are used to playing on bent grass. And uh, Chambers Bay is something they call fine fescue. Uh, what's the difference, John, and how is it going to affect play? You know, I, I, I technically on the agronomical aspect <laughs> of things, I, I can't tell you the exact the exact difference. I mean, I think fescue doesn't. You know, it's going to be easy to play a little bit of firmer, a little bit faster. It's actually pretty good grass for that part of the world because usually it doesn't get too snowy or icy. I know they've got fescue up at Whistling Straits, for example, Wisconsin, and that gets beat up pretty good in the wintertime, and I think they eventually had to change over from that because it just didn't survive. So it's a classic link-style golf course grass, and I think it'll work out well there because of the, uh, because of the weather. And, uh, and, and again, it, just, it allows them to really play it firm and fast. The lies aren't real fluffy, and, 
and up um, necessarily, and it, it promotes the ground game, and it'll be uh, it'll make it have that linksy style uh, feel to it. Is there is there any buzz about Fox uh, getting into the golf? Uh, oh, I think television? absolutely. I, I think absolutely there is, and you know, I um, uh, most of the stuff I've heard in advance. I think people were very concerned that they were up to the task. Joe Buck, who was the lead announcer, is not a golf guy by his own admission. Um, you know, and Greg Norman. Um, is getting into this really for the first time that he's doing extensive commentary like this. So this is a new thing for him as well. Brad Faxon is terrific. So Brad has has been doing it for quite a while, and he'll be good and bring a lot to the table. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a a lot of scrutiny there. It was odd the way that Fox got the um, got the contract to do the U.S. Open and other USGA events. Uh, took it away, wrested it away from NBC. So that is under some scrutiny. Mark Loomis is the executive producer, and Mark is uh, is great at golf and did golf at ABC for years, and he was the one who put Azinger and, and Faldo together, and, and, and he certainly knows his stuff, and I guess we're all going to uh, probably look at it as a work in progress. There'll John- be a lot of scrutiny. There'll be a lot of eyeballs on it, and, and you know this will be the first one, so there may be some bumps and some things to improve upon, but it's, it's long-term it's going to be a very good group, I'm sure. John, um, um, one more question. We're going to let you go. Uh, uh, and it's a question a little bit closer to home for uh, listeners in Canada. You, uh, you wrote a piece just recently in Global Golf Post about an incredible new course that's opening up in Canada. I was actually mm-hmm. privileged to play uh, its sister course, Cabot, uh, Cabot Links, a few years back and actually walked uh, this new course. And you wrote an article on it. And this course may end up being one of the world's great golf courses, and it's on Cape Breton Island. It's called Cabot Cliffs. Tell yep. us, tell us a little bit about this course and uh, where it might fit in the world's great golf courses. Well, it's an, it's a remarkable place. I walked it last September with the head professional Joe Robinson, who was long time the uh, director of golf head professional at um, Highland Links, up a little bit farther north in Cape Breton, and it is spectacular. Uh, Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw designed it. I'd say nine of the holes are right on the water. I think you can see the water pretty much from every hole in general in the water, meaning the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Um, the 16th hole, and it's worth uh, people checking out, the. it was a couple issues ago, Global Golf Post. The 16th hole there is about 180 yard par 3 that looks a lot like the 16th at Cypress Point. I mean, it is just Dramatic, spectacular. Um, ben Coendure, the Toronto entrepreneur who basically founded this, and this is his idea, and has been working with Mike Kaiser, has done a great job. And I think Cabot Links is a superb course. It's sister course just down the coast. Um, and I think this is going to be just as good, if not better, and will be, as Cabot Links is now, a top 100 course in the world in very short order. It's, I'm going to be up there in. Uh, September again, and, and to play, actually, I played a few holes last September, but it'll be open this summer to limited play as of July 1st, and I'll be up there in September for, actually, Global Golf Post is having an event, which people can check out on globalgolfpost.com, and I can't wait to see it and play the whole course, because it really looks good, and, and Ben and Mike Kaiser certainly know what they're doing and um, in putting together a great golf uh, destination like this, and it's going to be, it, it's going to make Cape Breton, one of the great golf destinations in the world, having these two tracks right next to each other. We've been talking to John Steinbretter, of course, at GlobalGolfPost.com and feature writer for Masters.com. John, it's always a pleasure to uh, you joining us on uh, on Sunday mornings and uh, sharing your golf knowledge with us. We wish you the best and enjoy the U.S. Open. Thanks again for coming on. 
Well, you too, and thank you so very much. Always good being with you guys. Pleasure. Thanks, John. Of course, John Cheers. Steinbrider. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, John. Um, certainly looking forward to the U.S. What Open. a knowledgeable guy he oh, is. He's, uh, uh, he's incredible. Credible, credible knowledge of, of golf, and uh, I'm uh, my my pick uh, for the U.S. It's not Tiger Woods. It's I guess. not Tiger Woods. No, it's not Tiger Woods. I think this. Uh, I I'm I'm picking uh, Rory or Rory number one, uh, McIlroy of course, and Graham McDowell number two. I think one of those two guys is going to be the winner. Naz, you got a pick? Jim Furyk. Oh, interesting. Always I, plays well in U.S. Yeah, Open. Yeah, it's just I just I think this type of course is going to favor perhaps uh, it's going to favor the Europeans uh, certainly the if if the wind uh, if the wind comes up if the wind comes up uh, they've got more experience in those types of conditions but it should be fascinating watching them watching them hacking and slashing around mm-hmm. uh, Chambers Bay certainly looking forward to it closer to home we have a team that is creating a buzz in the city of Toronto. They've now gone ten straight, ten straight victories in, in some of uh, you know certainly an incredible game the other night. They were down, I think, seven or eight runs and scored nine runs in one inning. And uh, was it yesterday? Russell Martin and uh, knocked one out of the park and uh, won the game. The Toronto Blue Jays are on a run, Naz. What's going on? Well, this uh, they've been hitting all year, so they they've been the best hitting team in baseball since day one. And now their pitching is starting to catch up a bit. Uh, this team could win the division. I'm with the hit, with hitting like that. They, they're going to be in games all the time. They can just hit the ball. Want to come back? Of course, we're going to talk about Blue Jays. But this is the point in the show where we do open it up for callers. If you want to give us a call and talk sports, uh, we'd love for you to give us a call. Our phone numbers once again. I will slow down and repeat it slowly. Area code four one six three six zero. 0740 toll free 1866 740 4740 please give us a call let's talk sports uh certainly an incredible game the other night naz they were uh they were they were down uh, i think was it hutchison started that game hutchison yeah he's been in and out he's been probably their wor- worst pitcher him yeah. and dicky and um uh, you know they're down by a whole bunch and uh Man, they can, man, they uh, they uh, they got the, they got the lumber on on, on the old ball that night, and uh, nine runs in one inning. That was uh, well, certainly an incredible performance. And this Russell Martin kid, what you know what? Anthopolis gets criticized, but look at some of the moves he's made this year. Uh, I mean, now this has been his best year. Russell Martin, year. oh my God, what a what a what a foundation uh, behind the plate, and Josh Donaldson, MVP, uh, I mean, MVP. MVP, and you know what? You know when the Blue Jays are, you know when when baseball's starting to make a buzz is when Don Cherry's talking about it on Coach's Corner. What? <laughs> and uh, you know Don Cherry talked last night about Josh Donaldson and the and apparently the All Star voting, uh, and he was encouraging all Blue Jays fans as we do on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We encourage all Blue Jays fans, please, please, uh, you got What do they have to go online and vote for your favorite Blue Jays? Yeah, there are, are a few of these Blue Jays that are deserving to be in the All Star uh, Game. Donaldson and for Donaldson's sure. at the absolute top of the list. What a pickup by Anthopolis! You know, you know, it can be critical, but sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. And uh, Donaldson's certainly been a uh, an incredible move by Blue Jay management. You want Brett Laurie back? Anybody want Brett Laurie no, back? Oh, please. <laughs> Donaldson's uh, an incredible player. He's got he's got the potential to be a triple count winner this yeah. year. He's right there. 
And it's and it's not just his batting. I mean, look at those one-handers he picks up down the third baseline and throws out the runner at uh, first base. I mean, he can field. And his leadership and, is, and he can uh, is field really and showing. He, and and uh, I mean, uh, any any third baseman in baseball better than him right now? I don't. No, 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 no. He's uh, he's an incredible player. Absolutely. Uh, and you're talking about MVP Josh Donaldson. I'll tell you who the MVP of the Toronto Blue Jays is, Naz. And this may surprise you. Oh. Doesn't even play for the Blue Jays. Jerry Howarth, he's oh, yeah. my MVP right now. Ten game streak. Certainly, uh, certainly something changed when Jerry Howarth uh, went on went on the record, uh, and he was fairly critical of uh, of of, uh, of Reyes. And I, I, you know, we talked about it last week on the show. I thought his criticism was was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think he went over the line with his criticism, and certainly. I mean, the, I'm sure the Blue Jays players will tell you, or most professionals, they don't they don't listen to that stuff. But something certainly changed after Jerry Howarth, uh, when uh, you know, made the criticisms that he made. Wally, he hasn't been on the air in eight days, though, eh? Jerry Howarth, you oh. know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's oh hasn't, really. He What's hasn't going on? done a play by play. What's going on? They say he's sick. And he can't, uh, his voice is gone. Well, we'll, have to, has, we'll have to accept but that. But he hasn't uh, done a game since. We'll have He's to accept to that. supposed to do today's game. I'm going to well, be curious to see if he is. Uh, got, a, got a text in last night from the governor, uh, also making the same point. Governor, a regular listener of ours. He says, ever since Jerry Howarth laid into Rays on air, uh, he's, the Jays have been on fire. Um, offense is terrifying, but we need a real closer. Is the governor on? Uh, is the governor making a good point there? Do the yes. Jays need a yes. real closer? Yes. Because what happens is if they if they get uh, Pavel Bond from uh, Philly, it allows one of the other pitchers to, be, to go into the middle relief area, right? So it strengthens them in the bullpen as a closer and then middle relief, and that's what they need. Anyways, we've He's got right. – uh, sorry to interrupt, Naz. We've got some uh, callers on the line. We better get to them. Uh, thank you for patiently holding. We'll take a call from Mike from Hamilton. Mike, how are you this morning? Good. How are you, Nez Wally? We're doing Good. great. What's on your mind this morning, Mike? Well, I just wanted to say, um, just wanted to make a comment. Of, I think um, John Cooper with the Tampa Bay Lightning, if he wins the Stanley Cup this year, if he does, he'll become only the second coach um, that I can recall that won the the American Hockey League championship and the Stanley Cup um, to mirror what Claude Julian did here in Hamilton in 2004 and then with Boston in 2011 winning the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, it may be a long shot, but John Cooper with uh, Norfolk, I think, but he swept the Marlies four straight in uh, 2012, the Admirals, when they won the American Hockey League Championship. And now we look what he's done with Tampa. Mike, uh, we'll, we'll uh, let Naz respond to that. Certainly John Cooper uh, in that whole Tampa system with uh, with Iserman and whatever seems uh, seems to handle things quite well. He seems to, confident you know, guy confident behind, guy yeah. behind the bench. Yeah, he's, uh, he's quite the coach. Uh, he has a good reputation, too. And handles the media quite well. He seems to be unflappable, and that's pretty easy to do, of course, when you've got a good team. That's, uh, but he, you know, he's got he's got these, you know. Take a look at some of the stats from the playoffs. Tyler Johnson, Kucherov up there, one two in playoff scoring. You know, he's, Kucherov got hurt last night. That's a big loss. It's for going Tampa to be a big Bay. loss, but uh, certainly I'm impressed with uh, with John Cooper and his performance so far behind the bench with. Uh, with Tampa, you take a team with uh, a young team like that to the Stanley Cup Finals. 
certainly the coach has to has to take a certain amount of credit for that. And he's very polished with the media. Very, very polished. Anyways, we've got a call from Tom. Tom from Brampton. How are you this morning, Tom? Hi, thanks. And what's on your mind? Uh, Brooke Henderson. Uh, the fine Canadian golfer. Oh, yes. Uh, I think she's in third place, and uh, we, we've got Sean Clement uh, coming up uh, on the show, and we certainly want to talk golf with her. What? Uh, and uh, your question about Brooke Henderson. Well, I know she's uh, playing in the Pan Am Golf, and uh, the other player is Laurie Kane. I don't know how many players they have, but uh, I was sort of disappointed when I heard Laurie Kane. I mean, she's, uh, she hasn't won a tournament since uh, 2001. And she's probably missed more cuts than she's made. But, uh, you know, do you know anything about the uh, golf at uh, in the Pan Am uh, side? You know, Elena Sharp, she should be there. Well, you know what? I think you make a good point. Um, uh, Tom, certainly thanks so much for your call. Uh, Brooke Henderson is a fine young uh, Canadian golfer, Naz. And I know you were, you've been looking at her performance this week. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I had some friends. Uh, she comes from the Ottawa area, and they were telling me when she was – 14, 13, she's going to be a star player. And uh, it turns out that she might be the star player. Uh, that's good for Canada and good for golf. And uh, hopefully the best of luck to her. Um, certainly we'll keep an eye on Brooke Henderson today. And uh, we will uh, hopefully wish her the best. And uh, you never know what might happen. She's within striking distance. So we certainly... Uh, Hope she shoots the lights out today and uh, gets a, a good springboard into the Pan Am Games. D General from Etobicoke, what's uh, good morning, D General? Good morning, gents. Uh, how are we today? We're doing great. How are you doing? Good, good. A lot to talk about today in sports. Uh, there's so much happening in in the world of uh, baseball and hockey and golf and. And all this, I don't know where to start. Uh, Naz, I think that reliever situation that we had, maybe they ought to look down the uh, DNA line of Tom Bruno. Tom Bruno. <laughs> Ex-pitcher that you love so much from the Jays. Who, uh, <laughs> you've got to do one day when you've got some time, you've got to do that little uh, thing you used to do on Tom Bruno is, uh, about his, uh, uh, his repertoire, pitch, pitching repertoire and, uh, and his ERA. Uh, that was always uh, a, a fun moment. But, Vic, uh, Victor Cruz was my favorite, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jays are looking really good. Uh, the one, the question I got for you guys is: is how do you know why don't they go to a more a structured or or, or legitimate uh, All Star voting or or situation there where the best players get voted to the starting lineups like they used to do? I mean, this this stuff with the fan vote and everything else is kind of ridiculous. And, and it just goes to show you in the situation that we're in. I, I, I heard there, I saw Don Cherry last night as well, and I, I didn't realize that he wasn't even on the or I mean, he's on the ballot, but nobody's voting for him. And you got these, you got these teams that, uh, that go out of their way to get their guys on, uh, on board. So that's, uh, you know, that's, to me, that's one of those things that bothers, bothers me all the time, even with the NHL stuff that they try to uh, mimic Major League Baseball in the, uh, you know all the, all these other sports too. So I'd like to see all the best players go to the uh, to the show because they deserve it. Yeah, I think it's a money thing because Major League Baseball gets a lot of money and publicity from sponsors uh, for uh, the voting. So I don't know if that'll ever go away. They're gonna, I don't think that'll ever go away. I agree with you; they should do it that way, but they're not going to. There, I don't. You know, it's it's. I remember the old days when uh, when the players were just picked, I guess, by the managers or. Um, 
the league or whatever that but that's been a long, it's been a long time i mean most of the professional sports if not all of them have all gone to fan base voting now because it's a marketing thing right you yeah. want you want to engage your fans and you want to engage your sponsors and that's the way to do it and you know what you know the the majority of the time you will get the best players you will get the odd the odd time where somebody's there that shouldn't be, but I think this is a this is a good kick in the pants for Toronto Blue Jays fans. We've you know the last ten games, uh, certainly the last ten games have proved uh, what kind of talent we have on this team. Certainly from an offensive point of view, their you know their runs per game is five five point three. I can't remember the numbers. I read them this morning, but they're 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 you know they're they're obliterating the bats down. Uh, yeah, and their differential is the best in baseball. Is, so. is the best in baseball. So from an offensive point of view, and offense is what you know, offense generally is what sells. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we as Blue Jays fans, and you know, Naz, you're a, you're a huge Blue Jays fan, yep. as am I. Uh, we highly encourage our listeners. You know, go online, vote for vote for vote for our Blue Jays. There's there we've got some deserving deserving people. Uh, yeah, and I and I think now that the, the, they're winning and they've got this streak together, maybe the the fans will jump back on that and, and get excited and, and get online and start voting for these guys. Right? Last, I just want one quick question for you guys, and I'll leave you with it. Yep. Uh, what do you think of the Women's World Cup? I'm, I'm watching, and um, I'll be quite honest with you. It's, I'm finding it very it's, difficult to stay in tune and focused on what's happening. So. D-General, D- uh, th- thanks for your call. Uh, the Women's World Cup is, uh, quite frankly, from a Canadian point of view, uh, the performance on the field, uh, they've, they've played well. Uh, they've certainly uh, outplayed both teams in the, played, in the games they've played. They're obviously not putting the ball in the back of the net and they've put themselves in a difficult situation where they're, it's not a must win game, but uh, certainly they don't want to lose the next game because that makes the mathematics. uh, uh, We're going to get into a mathematical algorithm about where they, uh, where they, whether they go through or not. Um, Certainly. So uh, they're now in a situation where they're under a little bit of pressure. It hasn't been the most compelling soccer because obviously they, uh, the the offense hasn't been there, but I I think they'll uh, I think just like uh, the Italian men's national soccer team sometimes gets off the slow starts in the tournaments that they win. Uh, perhaps this Canadian uh, women's soccer team uh, it's just a slow start. They've got to find their legs, and when the pressure really is on the line, they'll be able to take their game to the next level. We're certainly hoping so. Uh, I think this uh, I think this women's World Cup it's been. Uh, there's been a strong interest in it at the beginning. The ratings have been fantastic. I think once the Canadian team, and I think they will in the next game, once they get going, it's going to be uh, going to become a compelling tournament. We're certainly hoping so. Naz, any thoughts? I found the soccer to be quite uh, on the other night. It was quite boring to tell you the truth, and the games weren't. That game was not exciting at all. And they got to pick up their play. It looks to me like uh, there's a couple of players on that team that maybe shouldn't be there. There should be a couple of younger players in 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 place, and uh, they they may make changes by the time this is all said and done. And certainly, you know, I I've always been impressed by Herdman as the coach. I think uh, I think he's been a great coach for this team. Communicates well with the players. Took them to the bronze medal in the last Olympics. Uh, should have uh, should have beat an American team uh, that uh, was uh, one of the world's best, and uh, I think he's the right man for the job. And if there's anybody who can get the best out of this team, it it it's, it is uh, it's John Herdman. So uh, we'll keep an eye on him this week. We certainly wish them the best, and 
hopefully they uh pretty sure they will get through to the next round and uh you know in in the knockout stage anything can happen and it's going to get exciting anyways uh, it's time for us to go to our next commercial break we'll be back right after the break with our golf uh our golf consultant guru sean clement we'll be right back it was a rainy day when pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones it's pound 3636 and you can dial it from anywhere Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping and painting. The True North Deck System, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. 
There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village on the new AM740. It's our golf and, uh, wisdom in golf segment with Sean Clement. Sean Clement, of course, the world's leading internet golf teacher. I, please uh, forgive me uh, for saying that, Sean, but it is, in fact, the truth. And uh, <laughs> welcome, uh, welcome, to, uh, welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. How are you this morning? I'm awesome, you guys. Um, pretty, that was a fun segment uh, you had uh, this morning uh, with, on uh, on the golf at Chambers coming up and uh, Tiger Woods. I want to follow up yeah. on that. Uh, I know, Sean, you've got something you want to talk about about golf swings. Uh, yeah. Following up with Tiger Woods because you uh, you're on record with us uh, a while telling us uh, what you think's wrong with Tiger. We've got another problem in the golf world uh, in terms of swings and you've noticed it with Lydia Ko. Lydia Ko of course was the uh, is or was the number one world's women's golfer, a very young golfer who had an incredible run from the age of 13 on on, on the tour, but you've yeah. noticed you've noticed something different with her. And uh, in well, fact, she's missed her first cut in 54 events. What's going on, Sean? It really it really ties in with what we talked about last week with Hogan and, and Woods. Um you know she she's got a and and uh, Brandel Chambly just lambasted uh, David Ledbetter uh, yesterday or the day before just after she had missed the cut. You know she she makes 54 cuts in a row in the LPGA Tour as a teenager. She is on every leaderboard and then all of a sudden she can't make a cut. And this is where she wanted to perform the best uh, in the majors because that's that's her next step is to start winning majors. And um, there was a comparison with her swing uh, with uh, with Brandel Chambly. You guys, uh, you can check it out on the Golf Channel or on my website. You go to my blog on my website at wisdomandgolf.com. I've got a blog there on our new forum, okay. and I just posted the link there. And uh, it's it's just you know the filters. It's it, it's just it just goes with the the golf industry right now. When somebody goes into to get a golf lesson, uh, it's not uh, it's not based on what uh, what you want to do with uh, with your golf game or things like that is based on well here are your mistakes and here's what we need to fix and um for for that to happen to Lydia Ko is and it happened to Michelle Wee as well uh she's got this gorgeous golf swing something that we would uh, easily teach at our academy and uh, and all of a sudden uh, you know this got to be nipped and tucked and uh, and it's got to be placed and uh, and replaced and all that stuff and and now she can't, you know, she's not playing golf anymore. She's playing golf swing, whereas Brooke Henderson is competing. She's playing the game of golf. She's that young, fiery teenager. She's going out to the event, and she is competing. There's a huge difference there. Sean, so uh, I'm enjoying watching Brooke right now, and, uh, and I know she's going to do great at the Pan Am Games, and uh, can't wait. Sean, I just want to go back to something that you've uh, you've talked about quite a bit, and you know I've never, you know I have the highest respect for David Ledbetter. Um, you know he took Faldo and turned him. I mean he gave, essentially created his reputation by taking Faldo yeah. and turning him into a, a Masters and a, and a major champion. And, and all credit, all due credit to David Ledbetter. Yeah. But David Ledbetter teaches mechanics. 
Correct. Okay. And he teaches mechanics, and there's a totally different way of playing golf, which is feel. And I and I remember Seve Ballesteros when when I, I, I he was the most enjoyable golfer to watch in history because yes. he played he played a game of feel. He played a you game bet. of imagination. He imagined yes. his shots. And yes, he was exactly. just incredible. And I knew Seve Ballesteros would never, ever compete again when he hired David Ledbetter to be his coach. Right. Um, and, 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 and that's what the greatest respect with David Ledbetter. He teaches the game. He's phenomenal in his field. But he teaches a totally different game than a lot of other, uh, other pros. And, you, and you're more of a field type. Tell well, me the here, difference. Here. What's the difference between okay, feel here. and mechanics? I got a perfect, perfect story for you guys, okay? When I went to Australia, I spoke to uh, one of, the, one of the, the national trainer of Australia, came to two of my sessions and, and shadowed most of my sessions when I was down there. His name is Dean Kinney. And he used to play the Austra- Australasian tour, and he played with guys like Robert Allenby. And he says, uh, you know, and he, the, the difference was that Allenby would be there top five or winning the tournament. He'd be missing the cut. And one day he's having a beer with Alan Bean. He's saying, well, what's the difference between you and me, man? I'm hitting the ball every bit as, as high and as far and all that stuff, but, but yet you hit it that much closer and you, you get more opportunities to make birdies and you're saving your pars and all that stuff. And Alan B says, mate, it's really simple. I look at the target and I let my swing fit the target. And you're looking for a swing position and you hope that it fits the target. There's the difference. There's the difference. So, and- so Hogan, what Hogan did, every little adjustment he made to his golf swing related to how better he could find his targets. Where when somebody goes in to see a swing mechanic, it's their opinion based on their assumption. And then they try to fix your swing, which doesn't need fixing, by the way, because we don't make mistakes. Our bodies respond to our focus. And if we're not focused on the target, then how do we know we're making the right, the, the right, the right moves? So yeah, you're going to see me turn up the heat a little bit more on this, and, uh, and, and it's already happening. If you, look, if you listen to what Brandel Chambly said, I mean, he just lambasted it, led better on that one, and uh, you're going to see a lot more of that. Sean, how did they get Tiger Woods turned around? <laughs> he, he just has to, you know, the, the way I would see that, he comes to see me, <laughs> and then I, I would show him, Throughout his career, the signs he missed, the brilliance he had was based on other aspects, other, other things. And, and he, ha- he already had the amazing swing when he was 15, 16, 17 years old. And he didn't have to nip and tuck. All he had to do was continue on his merry way, finding his targets, and his brain would have made the adjustments as he went along. And he would have been such a stronger player today. He would have been stronger today than he was back then, which is really scary. But that's exactly how Hogan evolved. Everybody's looking at Hogan's positions where they should be looking at how he evolved as a player. Anyway, Sean, I'm, unfortunately, I'm going to have to interrupt you. My producer's ringing in my ear. We only got a minute left. I love your passion, okay. Sean. You are uh, the, the world's greatest Internet teacher. In fact, you're, I call you the McDonald's of the world golf. Uh, 24, <laughs> 24 million YouTube hits. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're going up there with the, we're going to write the banner for you, just like McDonald's. Anyways, Sean, wisdomandgolf.com, Sean Clement on YouTube and at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Certainly want to follow up some of these fascinating discussions. Discussions it's, about it's worth the trip. It certainly is. Thanks so much, Sean. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Sean. All the best, you guys. Have yeah. a great Love day. You. Anyways, of course, Sean Clement, uh, 
some interesting topics. Uh, the one area, we only got a minute left, unfortunately, Naz, and uh, we do want to talk Blue Jays because we, we are both uh, of the opinion that uh, they've turned this season around. And uh, Alex Anthopoulos has some serious decisions to make. Is, is he going to be a buyer at the trade deadline? Um, yeah, I think he's going to be a buyer, but I think the trades with him, he is quoted as saying that he likes to make the trades early so he can get the player involved with the team. So I think you'll see something in the next couple of weeks. Is there a closer yeah. in the mix for the Jays? I think it's a closer. It's I a really closer? Think, yeah. Yeah. Is that what the is that the biggest hole in their lineup right now? Yeah, because it makes their whole pitching staff better by having the, the proper closer. Anyways, sure. we we certainly do uh, hope the Blue Jays keep this run going and uh we want to see some passion for the Blue Jays again in in the Toronto area and certainly we'll keep uh, uh keep talking about the Blue Jays as the Blue Jays buzz continues to build in in the Toronto and then in, in the local market. Once again, thanks for listening in to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's been a pleasure being with you this morning, and we'll be back again next Sunday morning, same time. Have a fantastic week. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.